Hello, brothers and sisters. Joe Zank uh, coming to you today for a Cup of Joe podcast. Uh, for those new to this podcast or uh, stumbled across it looking for something else, and here you are. I am the pastoral leader of three uh, rural Catholic parishes in eastern Wisconsin. And every day, Monday through Friday, I do a brief podcast hopefully somewhere in the 15-ish minute area, and um, read the gospel for the day, uh, give a reflection on it, and we pray one decade of the rosary together. So uh, I am in my office in Kiel today. It is a beautiful day, so my windows are open. You may hear uh, cars and trucks passing in the background, even an occasional tractor. There are no cows out on our lawn, so you should be uh, fine that way. But... I've been touting the fact that uh, we have been in a privileged time for a long, long time, uh, but today is the first time we actually find ourselves back in ordinary time. And so for our gospel today, we will read the gospel of Mark, uh, Mark chapter 12, verses 13 to 17, a very famous story uh, that uh, you'll recognize almost immediately, but Mark chapter 12, verses 13 to 17. So let's listen to the Word of God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Some Pharisees and Herodians were sent to Jesus to ensnare him in his speech. They came and said to him, Teacher, we know that you are a truthful man and that you are not concerned with anyone's opinion. You do not regard a person's status, but teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Is it lawful to pay the census tax to Caesar or not? Should we pay or should we not pay? Knowing their hypocrisy, he said to them, Why are you testing me? Bring me a denarius to look at. They brought one to him, and he said to them, Whose image and inscription is this? They replied to him, Caesar's. So Jesus said to them, Repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God. They were utterly amazed at him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A wonderful story, isn't it? I mean, the elusiveness uh, and the wisdom of Jesus is on full display there that he refused to be backed in a corner uh, by, by how they, they were intending to do just that to him. Before we uh, unpack the gospel, um, just one uh, little kind of church uh, liturgical item. So we are in, uh, you know, we start a new church year every year at Advent. And so, gosh, we got to go back all the way to um, end of November, early December when we started this church year. We are in year A. Year A, the Gospels we hear on the weekend is Matthew. Year B, it's Mark. Year C, it's Luke. But those pertain to the weekend Gospels. So like anything in the church, nothing can be so simple. So during the week ends, we are in year A. During the week days, we are either in year one or year two. Um, because that then tells us which 
readings we hear from within the uh, the weekday readings. So uh, we are, I, gosh, truth be told, I should have looked this up. I don't know, for year one or two, I can never remember weekdays. The thing about weekdays, though, is the gospel, whether we are year one or year two, the gospel is always the same for that uh, we're the ninth Sunday in ordinary time, so the Tuesday of of the ninth, ninth week of ordinary time, excuse me. Uh, the Tuesday of the ninth week of ordinary time were a year, you know, the gospel, it will always be Mark 12, 13 to 17, unless it falls on a feast day. So bottom line, what I guess I'm trying to say and not confuse too much is the, uh, you may be thinking, gosh, we're, I thought we were going to hear from Matthew all this year because we're, we're year A. True, we will, but only on Sundays. During the weekdays, we're going to, because gosh, there are, what, 250 some weekdays? They're going to they're gonna bring all four of the Gospels out on different times. Uh, so we're hearing from Mark now. I think we'll hear from Mark the rest of this week. I think we jump into Matthew next week. We're going to be jumping all over the place. So we won't follow one specifically. You'll notice that. Um, okay, long diatribe over. Two points that uh, I want to make with this Gospel, which is, uh, again, just a gorgeous Gospel. The first is this. The Pharisees and Herodians were sent, okay, so they went there with one to, to Jesus, to see Jesus. They went there with one um, purpose, to ensnare him. They wanted to trap him. And so they did that right away by flattering him. Uh, okay, we're going to put this guy at ease, uh, and we're going to flatter him, and then we're going to put the knife right in his back. Everything coming out of them at that point was a debate and they wanted to again back him into a corner and they did so flatteringly and then brought out the blade and said okay is it legal for us to pay taxes or not because if he says no well if he says yes the Jewish people are going to be mad at him because none of them like to pay taxes to the Romans of course they were an occupying army if he says uh, yes, that it is, or excuse me, no, it's not legal. We don't have to pay taxes. Well, then um, the, he can be turned over to the Romans for saying, uh, starting an uprising, a revolutionist, uh, not uh, revolutionary, I guess, uh, not looking to, uh, to side with Rome. So either way, he's going to be uh, in a bad place. So is it... Uh, the Jewish people he wants against him, is it the Romans he wants against him? And he doesn't play their games. What I invite you and I to is this. The Herodians, the Pharisees, their game was to win through speech. Their game, it was, it was a power struggle. And... Um, and I either beat you and I put you in this corner and I trap you and I ensnare you or you beat me in this debate. That, that's, the interchange is all about power and control. And I guess I invite us to look at our speech patterns. And I certainly am not saying this is how you are or how I am. I suspect it is how we are on occasion. Uh, when we go into conversation, we could even say dialogue, but that's not really dialogical because I've got one outcome that I want, um, and I'm trying to control it through how I speak. And I think we all have occasions we do that with maybe certain people 
or uh, maybe certain occasions that, that we need to feel um, in control or our egos need to be stroked or whatever it is. Uh, and I just would call this to mind because the Herodians and the Pharisees, they didn't care what his answer was. They simply, they, and they weren't looking for truth. They were simply looking um, to, to find a way to undermine him, to find a way uh, to be not just in control, but more on a pedestal, self-righteous, um, to look down upon him uh, by looking down their noses and up at themselves. And so I would just call to mind our patterns of speeches um, for us to watch those and say, what are we looking for within our conversations on any given day? Are we looking for it to be a dialogue and truly learn uh, and truly go into it as equals? Or are we looking for something more about power or control or to substantiate our own opinions? Um, dialogue can be very vulnerable because it invites us to new places. Uh, and what the Herodians are doing here, Pharisees, yeah, that's not vulnerable at all. So... Uh, first point, I invite that one. The second one is this, and it's Jesus, again, in his cunning and his, his wisdom. So what he does here is they bring the, the question to him, which is a great question. But here's what he does. You know, again, he knows they're trying to trap him. And he says, listen, whose picture is on this coin? The denarius is, is what the coin is called. Whose picture is it? which says, one, he does not have a denarius on him. But the second point was the Pharisees and Herodians did, and they produced one. That's what the Mark says, is they produced one. I, I want to say Matthew and Luke go even further in saying they, they you know, um, took one or they, they, they brought one forward from their own pockets or something. I, don't quote me. I should have, I should have looked into that um, further before I, I talked here. But they produced it, which shows they had one in their possession at some level. They have it. He doesn't. And brothers and sisters, we all know what, what that coin means. It means that we operate under that system. It is only good within that system. Um, if I take a dollar bill and I'm up in Canada, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be able to spend that money, uh, nor can I spend an English pound here because it is only good within the system of, of England and, and her, you know, adjoining uh, countries that, that, that would use that, Australia or whatever it would be. Um, and so they are, are, he's showing them their hypocrisy because he just called them hypocrites. He's showing them their hypocrisy by operating, saying they're operating in the, uh, in the sphere of God because they're Pharisees, you know, but he's showing that they operate in this different sphere, the sphere of, um, of, of Caesar and of the Romans. And, uh, and what they did in the temple, by the way, remember when Jesus went in and, and upset the money changers and things, because you could not spend Roman money in the temple area. 
you had to go in and exchange your Roman money for temple money and then buy your goat, sheep, pigeons, whatever it was uh, that you were going to sacrifice in the temple. And that's where they were being cheated. And so the fact that these Pharisees and Herodians had that on him, he shows them, you're operating out of this sphere. I'm operating out of the sphere of God. And then, of course, the, the key at the end where he says, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Render unto God what is God's. We can only bring forward those things which are in our possession. We can only bring forward those things under which sphere they operate, uh, under which sphere we um, are present to. And so if we are present, brothers and sisters, merely to the things in this world, we are going to be able to present them very easily in conversation. And it's not like we should be out of this world, and we've talked about that before either, and I, and I won't go over that again. Um, but if that is all we have to bring out of our pockets, out of our store, out of our, our heart and out of our um, mind and out of our spirit, um, it shows that we are, are well, I'll say bankrupt. Um, and if it is in our store that we're bringing out things of God, whether that is not only um, words, but it is our compassion and it is our ways of interacting and our attitudes with people, um, that is of God. And so really it's that whole idea of in what sphere am I operating today? It's not an either or, that either I'm operating out of this one all my life or this one. We go in and out of it, brothers and sisters, at different moments of the day. But what sphere are you operating right now? Because out of that sphere is the language you are going to speak. It's what you are going to produce from your heart and your spirit. What sphere are we operating in today? That of the world of Caesar. Again, not bad things in the world saying sunsets and, and rainbows. I'm saying structures of power and control. What spheres are we operating out of? And what are we bringing forth? Let's uh, pray a little bit, shall we? We continue through the um, uh, sorrowful mysteries today. And we are on the second sorrowful mystery. So before we pray together, let me just bring a moment of silence in. So you can call to mind what intention you would like to pray. We've had some noisy traffic out here on Kiel. I hope you've been able to hear me today. God love you all. Uh, let's pray. Uh, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The second sorrowful mystery, which is the scourging at the pillar. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for taking time to pray today, brothers and sisters, and I will see you again tomorrow. Bye-bye.